Broadcasting from Charlotte, North Carolina, on Sports Byline USA, uniting sports fans everywhere, this is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. If God wasn't in my life, I really don't know how I would get through it, how, how I would play this game. For the next hour, we will unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. As people, we get caught up in, I can do it, without allowing God to come and work and actually be the center of it all. Bringing you high energy and thought-provoking sports talk with a purpose. He knows I'm not perfect. I'm not going to be right all the time. But I'm going to continue to love him, first and foremost. Now, from his mic to your ears, this is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to Unpacking It where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. So glad to be with you today. Really appreciate you checking out the show. If you want to find out more information about Unpacking It, you can go to our website, unpackingit.com. We're a bunch of sports fans following Jesus and love being a part of this radio show every week as we uh, have an awesome show in store for you today. Football is in the air, and we are going to be joined by the president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, David Baker. And, of course, next weekend is the big Hall of Fame weekend, and so we're going to get all the details about that and really hear David's story about taking over the uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame and, and some of the details behind the scenes and really his story is pretty amazing as well. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun with him. And then toward the end of the show, uh, we'll do our segment, Unpack This, where I take a a current sports story related to the Bible and our own lives. And today, I want to talk about Devontae Freeman, because he's returning from a a major injury last year, and he's been a great running back for the Atlanta Falcons. And so last year, though, he sat out the majority of the season, but it ended up benefiting him a lot. And so we'll get into that and how it relates to our own lives and, and so you can uh, stick around for that. And then also, you can subscribe to receive Unpack This in your email inbox each day by going to unpackingit.com. We're coming to you today on Sirius XM, Channel 211, Dan Patrick Radio, and radio stations across the country on Sports Byline USA. I'm Bryce. It's Unpacking It. David Baker joins us next. Inspiring conversations and intriguing interviews. More Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson after this. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Welcome back to Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. It's Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're doing great. Check out our website, unpackingit.com. And joining us now is the president and CEO of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, David Baker. He took over the role in January of 2014, and his leadership has led to tremendous growth and impact. This year's Hall of Fame game takes place on August 1st, and the enshrinement ceremony will be on August 3rd. 
Baker is an attorney by trade. He played professional basketball in Switzerland and worldwide with a Christian basketball team. He was elected mayor and councilman of Irvine, California, and he also spent 12 years as the commissioner of the Arena Football League. We are thrilled to welcome David Baker to Unpacking It. David, thanks so much for being with us. How are you? Hey, Bryce. Great to be with you. Look forward to it. We're getting ready to kick off the NFL's 100th season here in Canton, Ohio, where it all began uh, 100 years ago on September 17th of 1920. And we're also going to enshrine some uh, incredible Hall of Famers. Uh, absolutely. Well, well, speaking of that, so, so what is in store for the, the 100th season from your perspective and from the, the Hall's perspective? Well, for, for us, first of all, we begin by enshrining an incredible class that is Gil Brandt, who's uh, been around uh, almost those full 100 years, uh, <laughs> we like to do that. Uh, you know, Pat Bowen, who was one of the greatest owners and critically important not only to the Denver Broncos, but to the entire region. Uh, Tony Gonzalez, uh, who most, uh, you know, regard as, you know, perhaps the greatest tight end ever in the history of this league. Uh, Ty Law and Champ Bailey, who are both, uh, you know, kind of the premier uh, secondary defenders. Uh, Kevin Mawai, Johnny Robinson, and of course the great Ed Reed. Mm. It'll be great to enshrine those guys. We kick it off with the Denver Broncos and the Atlanta Falcons on Thursday night. Uh, we then have the Gold Jacket Dinner, which is kind of 5,000 of your closest friends <laughs> on uh, the NFL Network uh, on Friday night, where uh, the commissioner and I will present each one of these incredible enshrinees with their gold jackets, and they will kind of walk a gauntlet of 100 Hall of Famers, which will welcome them into this very special fraternity. Uh, we'll then have uh, the fifth biggest parade in the United States right here in Canton and the enshrinement that night, and we're going to finish the enshrinement weekend powered by Johnson Controls and then kick off the season uh, with what we call the Concert for Legends, uh, with uh, Imagine Dragons. Well, there you go. Man, it's, it's one of my favorite nights and, and weekends of the summer. Uh, it just lets you know, hey, football is back for this season, and then you get to recognize all, all the great Hall of Famers at the, the enshrinement ceremony. And, and so as you think about this year's class, is there anything, I don't know, unique about this class or any relatability that, that these guys have together or what kind of stands out about this group in particular? Well, I think it's a very uh, special class. Each, each one's unique and each one's special. Uh, I think Pat Bowen is pretty unique here because he was important not only to the team uh, but really to the region. Uh, this has also got uh, another safety in Ed Reed and uh, a couple defensive backs that are you know, really three defensive backs and Johnny Robinson, Champ Bailey, and, and, and Ty Law. Uh, and, and it's got another great contributor. But it's the first class at the Pro Football Hall of Fame to have four defensive backs in it. Mm. But again, each one of these guys are special. And what's great is each one has a special story. Yeah. And speaking of stories, we will actually kick this off on Wednesday. We, we call this the best four days of football, but we really <laughs> begin it with a spiritual event. Uh, called Game Changers on Wednesday night, uh, and, and Coach Joe Gibbs has been putting this on now for six years, and it's a really special uh, spiritual event. And our guests this year, in addition to Coach Gibbs, are going to be Jim and Jill Kelly, oh, wow. uh, who, uh, frankly, we're doing some some special stuff to tell their story uh, because, again, Jim is kind of everybody's favorite Hall of Famer now with his battle against cancer. 
Absolutely. And, and just yeah, real, real quickly, what, what's an update on Jim? How, how's he doing, and, and what are kind of the plans for, for this event? He, he is doing great, but I'll tell you, he's been through a lot of stuff in life, you know, for a, a, a guy with six brothers and, uh, you know, kind of uh, went off to become the MVP of the USFL, uh, then went back to Buffalo um, and, and really kind of became the savior of that city in a lot of ways. Four consecutive Super Bowls, mm. never won, but never gave up, mm. and then lost a son mm. uh, who was uh, born on his birthday to leukodystrophy, what that meant, and uh, recently just had the wedding of his uh, eldest daughter. Oh. Uh, a Only Jim Kelly could have, only his daughter could have a, a wedding in Buffalo in on January 6th in the middle of winter, oh. and a big winter storm came through, oh. and of course, the you know, I didn't realize it, but they name winter storms just like they do hurricane. And the name of that storm was Hunter, oh, uh, which was the man. name of his son yeah. that they lost. Right now, he is uh, in remission and doing really, really well. So him and, and Jill are going to tell an incredible story of what God's done in their life on Wednesday night. Oh, that's awesome. What a great way to kick off that week for sure. And, and he's been a guest on the show and love his, his heart and story and, and glad that he's uh, going to be a part of that event uh, during the Hall of Fame week. David Baker, our guest right now on Unpacking It. He's the president and CEO of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And, and so, David, when, when you took over as president and CEO in, in, back in 2014, what was your vision and, and how much of that vision has come to fruition? Well, I'll tell you, when I first got here, I thought the Hall of Fame was such a special place. We we like to think that if Walt Disney had the happiest place on earth, that we've got the most inspiring place on earth. Ah, uh, because I'll tell you, it, when I came from Newport Beach, California to Canton, Ohio, first I had no idea how cold it was going to be. <laughs> um, but beyond that, I'm not sure I really understood how many people go through this place because it's on their bucket list and they're terminally ill. Mm. And we have had as recently as just last Saturday, somebody else who's like that. Mm. And so I understand the inspiration and what it means to really huddle up. And uh, we have been working to develop uh, Johnson Controls Hall of Fame Village, uh, which will really be you know, a, a village experience for all football fans that goes around uh, the Hall of Fame. It's an $899 million mixed-use development uh, and that is, will be kind of be a Disneyland for football uh, in, in a lot of ways. Uh, we've completed $220 million worth of that. We're about to start on another $279 million second phase, uh, and then we're going to get in, into this 100th year of the NFL, and at the end of that time, we'll celebrate its birthday here. But uh, we've had some wonderful experiences here, and and again, I understand how special it is uh, to be a Hall of Famer. Mm. Uh, you know, of the 330 million young men that have played this game, there's only about 5 million, Bryce, that have played it in college, and there's only 29,000 who've ever been paid to play it, coach it, or officiate it in the National Football League. And wow. really, there's only 326, counting these eight new and Chinese who have a bronze bust. Mm. And, and so it's a, a very special place. And, and um, I've got the greatest job in the world, not only because I get to give out the gold jackets, um, but frankly, I get to knock on the door uh, on Selection Saturday right. and welcome these guys to Canton, Ohio. And they say that this bronze bust will last for 40,000 years. Oh, um, but it's, it's kind of also unique spiritually 
um, because uh, you, you quickly begin to put it in perspective uh, that God's got a Hall of Fame that'll last even longer mm. than forty thousand years. Amen. Uh, and um, and as I knock on the door for these guys to, you know, the privilege to knock on a door of a Kurt Warner, who's such an incredible story, or frankly, a Jerry Kramer, mm. who uh, waited 45 years to get to the Hall of Fame. So many emotions, uh, you know, kind of come all at once when they answer that door and they understand that they're coming to Canton, Ohio, so that their legacy will be here forever. Mm. Um, but it's also very reminiscent of Revelations 3.20, you know, which is that, you know, God stands at the door and, and knocks at the door for all of us. Mm. And if we answer the door, that he'll come into us and us into him. And so uh, it's a great privilege. It's a great job. Uh, I don't think I'll have a better one until I get to God's Hall of Fame. That's right. Well, he's David Baker, president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and we are just getting started with him. So much more to get to. It's Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. We'll be back right after this. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Thanks so much for joining us on Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. We're unpacking sports, faith, and life today with David Baker. He's the CEO and president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And this week, we get to see the Hall of Fame game on Thursday night and then the enshrinement ceremony on Saturday night and and a bunch of festivities uh, taking place in Canton, Ohio, this upcoming week and so it's a real treat for us to have David as a guest on our show today and that Hall of Fame game is actually going to be pretty interesting because it's the Falcons and the Broncos and what what makes the Broncos season interesting is Joe Flacco taking over at quarterback this year so how much does he have left what does he you know look like in a in a Broncos uniform and, and how much of his game translates to Denver and uh, you know, he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback and, and Denver is is known for, for having those kind of guys. So I'm intrigued by that. I'm also intrigued by their running backs, Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. Will that be a you know kind of a, a sharing committee type thing, or will Philip Lindsay be as good as he was last year? And is it possible that Royce Freeman, who kind of had a disappointing rookie season, really bursts onto the scene this year? And then in Atlanta, Devontae Freeman is an interesting player because he was out all last year. He's coming back, and I'm actually going to do a whole segment on him uh, during our segment, Unpack This, uh, because there's something that we can actually learn and be encouraged uh, from Devontae Freeman, his story uh, with what he went through last year and kind of his approach uh, in the, in, during that off season, as far as not being able to play and be out on the field. So uh, we're going to continue right now with our interview uh, with David Baker, CEO and President of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and he's the one who lets a player or coach or contributor know that they've been voted in. So he's the the first one to to let them know. And, and I was going to ask you, as far as knocking on the door, 
what's maybe your your funniest story from that, or the the, the craziest response, or the the most uh, memorable response from from knocking on the the door for letting them know, hey, you're in. Oh well, actually, Bryce, there's a lot of them. Uh, you know, again, Jerry Kramer waiting 45 years was pretty special. When when I gave him his ring at Lambeau Field, uh, I shared with him that. Uh, I'm sorry that he had to wait 45 years, but I was glad he waited for me to be the one to knock on his door. Cool. Uh, but, you know, Kurt Warner was a friend of mine, so it was great to welcome him in. But every guy, for the most part, cries. And they remember in a flash all the guys who encouraged them to get here or all the people that helped them along the way, uh, the perseverance that they overcame. Frankly, one of the ones that was interesting for me was Brett Favre. Uh, on that particular day, it took 10 hours to elect that class, mm. it frankly, it took 10 seconds to select Brett Favre. He knew <laughs> I was going to knock on his door. Yeah. Um, yeah. But when I said, uh, you're one of the, I think at the time, the 302 best players, coaches, and contributors of all time, he he's kind of humbly stuck his hand in his pockets and bowed his head like a little kid mm. because he knew the shoulders of all the guys he stood upon to get there. And, and there was a lot of humility in Brett at that moment. It was pretty impressive. And, and then we took him over uh, to the honor show as we do with all of our enshrinees. And we introduced him to the nation live on uh, TV. And afterwards there's a press conference and as this huge press conference is about to begin, I said, Brett, are you okay? And uh, he looks up at me, he says, are you kidding? He says, I just shook the hand of Roger Staubach. Ah. And, and, and I would have thought these guys would have met before or something. And, uh, but he said, no, you don't understand. All my life I dreamed of being Roger Staubach. Mm. But, you know, now I guess I'm on his team, right? And I said, forever. And, and um, so that was special. I think maybe the funnier one was um, the first year we were really knocking on the door. I went to Jerome Bettis's door, and he left because he – had thought that so much time had passed that he wasn't going to be in the hall uh-huh. and selected that year. Uh, the next door I knocked on was Ron Wolf, the great general manager with the Oakland Raiders and the Green Bay Packers. Ron answered the door, and his uh, wife was right there behind him, uh, and he had he was just resplendent in this wonderful coat and tie and uh, really shine shoes, um, but he didn't want to... Uh, wrinkle his pants, so he had his pants folded over a chair, and he was in his boxer shorts. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Ron, I got good news and bad news, because I had a TV crew there with me. I said, uh, the good news is you're going to Canton, and you're in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I said, the bad news is you're on national TV now without any pants. Uh, That's but great. to be quite honest with you, Bryce, he didn't care. He was so excited. That's a great story. Oh, I, I love it. I uh, appreciate you sharing some of that. That's, that's really neat. David Baker, our guest right now on Unpacking It, the president and CEO of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And August 1st, the uh, Hall of Fame game and then the enshrinement ceremony uh, on August 3rd, that Saturday. So excited about that for sure. Well, well, David, lo- love talking about the Hall of Fame, and, and we'll, we'll get back to that in a moment. But, but I-, I wanted to hear a little bit about your, your faith journey, and, and it's cool the, the parallel that you've already given about uh, knocking on the, the door. But, but for you, uh, when, when did you recognize that, that God was knocking on your own heart, and, and when did you kind of answer that and, and decide to, to follow Jesus, and, 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 and what has uh, your faith journey uh, been defined by over the years? Yeah, you know, Bryce, I'll I tell you, for me, I, I was fortunate enough to grow up in a 
with some parents who weren't tremendously sophisticated. Uh, neither one of them were could read or write. Uh, my dad came from Mississippi. My mom came from Arkansas. Uh, but they were very faith-driven people. And so we spent a lot of time in church. And as I got to be a young teenager, I uh, went to church camp. And I think I made the decision to accept Jesus Christ at one of those camps. Mm. And, and uh, you know, you kind of throw the pine cone in the fire as a commemorative uh, deal at, uh, when you go to Christian camp. And uh, through the years, I kind of threw a lot of pine cones in the fire just to make sure mm. uh, that I was saved. Mm. Uh, but uh, uh, something really special happened when I was in college, and I wanted to be uh, to deepen my faith. Uh, so as, as I had the opportunity to get more into Scripture and the Word and get around some really good teaching, uh, it, it really had an impact on my life. Mm. And then I had the opportunity to play with a Christian basketball team uh, throughout Europe uh, for two summers. Uh, part of that time uh, kind of went to a Christian uh, think tank um, uh, in Switzerland uh, called Labrie. Oh. And it and it really became a little bit more of an intellectual faith than a just an emotional faith, hmm. and and, um, and it meant a lot to me. And uh, it wasn't because I was such a good guy, or it made me a better guy. Uh, frankly, it was understanding that I'm not a good guy, hmm. and I'm capable of far worse. Uh, but that Jesus Christ died on the cross and rose from the dead to pay for all my sins. Mm. Uh, it's not because of what I do. It's because of what he did mm. for me. Amen. And uh, that was a wonderful experience. But I also learned that, you know, uh, when I was playing with those other Christian guys on that basketball team, we beat some incredible teams. Mm. And, and I learned a lot about being a team and a, about depending upon each other and uh, about people who are selfless, giving of themselves to the greater good. And, um, you know, the best team you'll ever play on is going to be your family. And, and so it, it, it has had an impact on my spiritual life, on my work life, um, on the purpose with which I live. Mm. Uh, and, and it has helped me not only develop some really good times, but really it's also helped me through some bad times as well. That's right. As well. And, and, uh, and there have been some bad times. And, and um, so... Uh, you know, faith to me is something that is really important. And and, and strangely enough, it, it, you know, being here at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, it may not be the all-important question of eternal life and the doctrine of uh, who was Jesus Christ and did he die on the cross. But frankly, it's, it, it's a lot of the other things that you talk about on Sunday. Uh, the things we talk about at the Pro Football Hall of Fame are about perseverance and discipline and commitment and uh, courage mm. and respect and, and even love. Mm. And, and there's a lot of examples of this in football. And, and so um, to me, this has been uh, almost a calling to be here in Canton, Ohio, uh, to talk about how this game can bring people together. Yeah. Um, the sport of football is incredibly inclusionary. It, it doesn't matter what color you are. What matters is can you get the job done and can you sacrifice for the guy next to you and can you all be on the same page and break that huddle as one heartbeat. So mm. um, it, it's been a wonderful experience. Uh, I am th thankful for to be a, a sinner saved by the grace of Jesus Christ. Um, but I'm also thankful to be at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We, we kind of call it the Church of Football because <laughs> there's a lot of wonderful lessons here that um, – 
if you, it's not about the worship of the football hero or about the worship of the game of football, mm. uh, which we all enjoy. Uh, but it's really about the values that they these guys relied upon over a long period of time uh, to sustain themselves and drag a whole lot of other people to greatness with them. And if we look at that, we might not have a bronze bust in Ohio, uh, but we can really learn that, hey, we can have a Hall of Fame life and be a Hall of Fame dad or a Hall of Fame mom or a Hall of Fame company or a Hall of Fame community and certainly, hopefully, a Hall of Fame country. Amen. I love it. And and most of us will never be a, a pro football Hall of Famer, uh, but like David says, there are other areas of our life that we can carry on that, that Hall of Fame type mentality and, and attitude. So uh, love that. And, and, and David, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll talk more about the, the values of the Pro Football Hall of Fame and also want to discuss the trips you've taken to Israel with some of the Hall of Famers. So more to come with David Baker, the CEO and president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You're listening to Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. Check out our website, unpackingit.com. We'll be back right after this on Sports Byline USA and Sirius XM Channel 211. Hey, hey, it's Bryce Johnson, and it is time to start thinking about the upcoming fantasy football season. And good news, Unpacking It Ministries has a resource for you that will take you from the draft all the way through the championship. Order your Fantasy Football Fellowship Playbook today, and each week, read about a fantasy concept and how it relates to the Bible and our own lives. It's designed for your league to discuss at weekly league meetings, on the phone, or in person. The FFF Playbook will add more meaning and purpose to the fantasy season and add value to your league. Grow in your faith, build deeper relationships with other owners in the league, and make more of your fantasy season. Join us at FantasyFootballFellowship.org and find all the details and order the FFF Playbook today. That's FantasyFootballFellowship.org. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Welcome back to Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Welcome back to Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. Check out our website, unpackingit.com. You can email me, Bryce at unpackingit.com. David Baker, President, CEO of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, sharing with us here on Unpacking It. And, and you mentioned the, the values of the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, commitment, integrity, courage, respect, excellence. Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe pick one of them to, to unpack today. But, but as you think about those values, how important is it for you as, as kind of the, the leader of the hall to, to make sure that people are aware of those values and, and, and the fact that these players represent these values even beyond what they accomplished on the field, but like you say, who they are as, as people beyond, beyond the field as well? Well, I'll tell you, Bryce, that's one of the great things about my job because I've gotten to know these guys. Uh, you know, uh, guys like uh, Joe Namath, who a lot of us think of as an incredible uh, womanizer and Broadway Joe and, you know, the life of the party, 
uh, let me tell you, he kind of raised two daughters as a single dad, and mm. he's now an incredibly dedicated grandfather. And he's you, you talk to Joe Namath about love, and he will tell you that it starts in the home. And, and there's so many guys, uh, Roger Staubach, Mel Blount, uh, uh, you know, so, Mel Blount who's, you know, uh, impacting a lot of kids on a ranch. Johnny Robinson had 300 kids go through his uh, ranch for boys. I mean, these guys are doing incredible stuff. Um, we find that there's about 90 values associated with football. We we focus on those five you mentioned: uh, commitment, integrity, courage, respect, and excellence. Um, but but again, these are uh, as you get into them, you understand how these values are so important uh, to building trust against you know the, those 11 guys in the huddle that all come from different places and different races and and different religions. And when they all get on the same page, they can do incredible things together. Ah. And so these values are real important to us. Mm. And, you know, I think for me, you know, what's important is, again, not only in good times but in bad. Because, you know, in life, just like in the game of football, sometimes you're tackled for a loss or you throw an interception or you fumble the ball. And excellence in our business and football isn't pristine and it isn't just a clean white sheet of paper and and pure excellence in our business is snot coming out of your nose or <laughs> blood coming out of your mouth and you're sweaty and you're muddy and and you got to fight for excellence mm. and to me that's a little bit of life too that's right uh when you got a kid going sideways or a, a crisis of integrity or a financial crisis or a healthcare crisis um, sometimes you got to fight and it's great to know that you've got a coach um, in Jesus Christ uh, who's walked this path before you mm. and can help you respond in the right way. Amen. Amen. He's David Baker, president, CEO of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, with us on Unpacking It. And, and David, I know, I know you got to get going. I, uh, maybe next time we'll, we'll have you on to, to, to go a little bit more in depth. But, but we'd love to just hear real, real briefly about the, the trips that you've taken to Israel with the, the, the Hall of Fame players and, and what an incredible opportunity that is for you know, those guys to, to be a part of this together. But, but what, what is maybe the, the purpose of that trip and, and, and one big takeaway that you could share with us today? Well, I, I'll tell you, it kind of started when uh, the uh, ambassador from Israel to the United States, Ambassador Ron Dermer, came here to the Hall. And um, he, he loves football. He went to the University of Miami and uh, still holds the record in Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium for throwing the longest pass by an international ambassador. Uh, I think about 50 yards. Uh, but, uh, huh. you know, he called back and asked if, uh, if uh, you know, my wife and I would be interested in going to Israel. And, and then he, uh, and, and frankly, I didn't think I could do that because there were other things. And then he called back and said, hey, what if we took some other Hall of Famers with you? And uh, my chief of staff, Pete Fairley, and I uh, went, and uh, Robert Kraft sponsored, he's now sponsored two trips for us. Mm. And, um, and, and again, Robert, I got to tell you, who just won the Genesis Award for the uh, kind of the Nobel Peace Prize in Israel, uh, he was wonderful on our trips. He, uh, it wasn't just a matter of getting his picture taken with a lot of Hall of Famers. Uh, he literally spent about seven out of eight days riding on the bus, eating the meals, uh, uh, seeing these incredible sights with us. And it, it was a great trip. 
um, geopolitically. It was a great trip spiritually. We had guys, and including myself, uh, uh, be baptized in the Jordan River. Ah, that's uh, awesome. You know, we walked in Jerusalem, which is this incredible city that is uh, claimed as the center of religion, really for three different religions. And and, um, and then we also had some wonderful experiences football. Robert has uh, the Kraft Family Stadiums there, just outside Jerusalem. And um, all of our Hall of Famers uh, played with kids from the American Football and Israel League, and, and and that again was a wonderful experience. I mean, you you know there were times on these teams where you had uh, one Jewish quarterback being protected by an offensive line that included three Palestinians, hmm. and, and, and you really learned that again. You get in that huddle, you get on the same team, and incredible things can happen. And I've always thought. Uh, from my own days when I played on a Christian basketball team against others, uh, that if we spent more money on balls and whistles teaching the children of the world to play together, uh, that we'd probably spend a lot less money later on on, on guns and grenades and missiles. Ah. And uh, that, that was a wonderful evidence of it for that trip. But that was a great trip. We also had 10 of our Hall of Famers uh, go to the Vatican Oh. Uh, to meet with the with, with Pope Francis, because hmm. uh, he understands the value of how sports brings people together. Man, that's so cool. Well, David, I, man, I love hearing all these great stories and, and just your perspective on on football and life and faith, and and really appreciate you uh, sharing that with us today. And I, I know you're you're gearing up for uh, some some big events and, and, and an awesome time up there in Canton, Ohio, uh, coming up. On, on August 1st with the, the, the big game, and then August 3rd with the enshrinement ceremony. So thanks so much for joining us today on Unpacking It. Thanks, Bryce. Hope to see you in Canton soon. A- absolutely. I can't wait to get back. I've been about 10 years ago, and I'm due for another trip. So looking forward to it. It, it is the most inspiring place on earth. you got to get here. Absolutely. And really appreciate David Baker for joining us here on Unpacking It, the president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame and such great timing to have him on uh, right before the, the big week that is coming up. And football is back with training camps starting up, and it's always fun to, to see some live action when the, uh, the Hall of Fame game kicks off. So looking forward to that, and I really do love the Hall of Fame speeches. And a lot of times they're, they're long, and you kind of got to dedicate a, a Saturday night to, to watching them. Uh, if you want to watch them live, but but over the years, I mean, there just have been so many guys who have shared just incredible speeches. You know, they're, they're always heartfelt, they're thoughtful, they they recognize and honor so many people that you know we as fans didn't necessarily know played such a big role in their careers. You hear them talk about their their parents and their their wives and their kids, and you see them, and it, it just. It's just a special experience, and and so uh, looking forward to the uh, the the next enshrinees uh, that will be inducted into the Hall of Fame, and and what's interesting though, this week I, I guess on August second the the board at the Pro Football Hall of Fame it, they're going to meet to discuss the Centennial Class, and so I'm not sure if you've heard of this, but basically next year for the 2020 class they've proposed to include 20 players. And so normally it's in that that 5 to 8 range. Well, this would be a special class for 2020. And so this is what the operating board has approved. 
five modern era candidates, same as normal, plus 10 seniors, three contributors, and two coaches. And, and so the, the full board has to approve this in order for it to go into effect. But there, there's kind of a sense that this would be the case. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of torn as to if, wondering if this is a good idea or not. But uh, personally, I, I do know Donnie Shell from the Pittsburgh Steelers and Joe Jacoby from the Washington Redskins. And so I'd love to see either one of those guys or both of those guys to get in. And if expanding the, the size of the class gets those guys in, I would love that. But the other side of it is, well, you don't want to water down the, the entrance into the Hall of Fame at all. And, and I think doing this one time wouldn't necessarily do that. But, you know, you do it once and then it's like, all right, we're going to do it every five years. Or, I don't know. You can just it could be a slippery slope potentially. But I do think over the years there have been a few guys that have slipped through the cracks. And if you can kind of make up for those guys to get in with this special class it could be really cool and it would create some interesting conversations about who should get in and and then once they announce who's getting in and who the finalists are and all that sort of thing it just creates some fun you know discussion surrounding the hall of fame so we'll we'll keep an eye out for that uh but it would be interesting to see who those 10 seniors would end up being specifically uh you know some some of those players from years ago some positions that a lot of times don't get the same amount of love, especially offensive linemen or, you know, safeties or punters or kickers. You know, some of those types of guys uh, could be in consideration. So uh, very, very interesting. But but great conversation with David Baker. And he's done a, an incredible job since taking over the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I went in 2007, and that was the only time I've been. And I was in college, and it was – during our road trip to watch App State beat Michigan. And so that was back in 2007. And so on our way to Michigan, me and all my buddies, we were in a van. We stopped by the hall, and we we didn't have enough time to fully embrace all that the hall has to offer. And, and I think they've added so much even since then, so I can't wait to get back. But the busts are really cool, and just the whole atmosphere and you you just know you're in a a special place, and you look around, and you see you know all the players that you grew up watching or hearing about, or the players that your dad talked about, and and maybe you saw old video of, and and so it really is a, a neat place, and in just a you know somewhat of a, a random town, Canton, Ohio, and so I'm thankful that I've I've been there uh, before, but it, it just I think it takes a lot of time to really read through all the information that's available to watch all the videos that they have and and so i think if you're going to make a trip up there give yourself some time make it a a true you know day or two trip and and effort uh and go with people that really want to be there too um i was with guys who loved college football i don't know if all of them were as into the the nfl like i am uh so that's part of the deal as well but what a trip for me Man, I go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame and I get to watch my alma mater, App State, beat Michigan in the greatest college football upset in history. So that was a, a special one for me, for sure. But, uh, but all right, coming up, we're going to do our segment, Unpack This. And I've got some thoughts about Devontae Freeman from the Atlanta Falcons and some comments he made about the injury that he dealt with last year and how he spent his time 
off the field and so and how it relates to our own lives. And if you'd like to receive the email version of Unpack This in your email each weekday, go to unpackingit.com and you can sign up to receive that for free, unpackingit.com. We'll wrap up the show right here on Unpacking It next. Inspiring conversations and intriguing interviews. More Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson after this. This is Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. It's time for our final segment of the day. We call it Unpack This, where I take a current sports story and relate it to the Bible and our own lives. So let's jump right in. Devontae Freeman has had a productive career as the Atlanta Falcons starting running back. But unfortunately, he's been plagued by injuries the last two seasons, and in 2018, he went on injured reserve. As you'd expect, it was a tough time for Freeman. But reporter Kelsey Conway explains in her AtlantaFalcons.com article that Freeman found value in the time off. She writes, the 2018 season tested Freeman in a big way, but through the challenges, he was able to grow as a football player and person. Rather than sulking in negativity, Freeman found a different way to better himself while sidelined. With the physical limitations he had in place, Freeman evaluated his mental approach. He reached out to professional athletes in the NBA and MLB, inquiring about their routines. The experience, albeit not one he ever wants to repeat, made him better in every way. Freeman said, I got stronger from that. I got closer to God. I learned how to be patient more. I learned better people skills. All around the stuff that I couldn't do, I took advantage of the stuff I could do. I have a greater appreciation for life. Just like Freeman, we experience dark times, depressing seasons, tough injuries, and disappointing circumstances. During those times, though, are we more likely to sulk in negativity, complain, and give up, or do we view them as an opportunity to grow in certain areas? It's brutal to experience the challenges of life, but thankfully, God uses them to strengthen us, grow us, and develop specific aspects of our character. The Bible says we can rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Today, let's not waste our hardships, but rather seek God, embrace the opportunities available to us, and trust that when it's over, we can say, I got stronger from that. So I hope you're willing to unpack that for yourselves and really appreciate you joining me today and hope you'll stay connected with us throughout the week on social media and on unpackingit.com. Until next time, I'm Bryce Johnson. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sins. He was resurrected and through faith, I have been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a wonderful week. This has been Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA and Sirius XM, Channel 211, Dan Patrick Radio.